0: It's a goal! He's done it! It What a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello, and welcome to Just Sports. Uh, I'm back from a holiday and Mr. Puri is very pleased about it because we are both in the same boat now. We are both in uh, Mumbai and uh, hello, Mr. Puri.
1: Hello, Mr. Khan. How was your holiday? Was it good?
0: Uh, it was outstanding and uh, let's not discuss it because it will put me into a depression. So <laughs> uh, We have to be back, but it's good to be back to talk to you and Just sport, So... That's the good thing about it. That's the that's the silver lining to the cloud, I would say.
1: Always a silver lining.
0: Always a silver lining. And to talk about silver lining and talk about gold and diamond and platinum, it's only Roger Federer. So, yes... Uh, Just Sports, we'll talk about Roger Federer, we'll talk about cricket and we'll talk about a lot more and also the transfer window which seems to have picked up and a lot of activity going on out there. So let's let's start with Roger Federer, Rahul Erb. A lot of people are saying he was lucky. He was kind of lucky that all the top four were, were you know, the Djokovic and the Murrays and the Nadals were not really up to form. I mean, taking away nothing and you know I'm a Roger boy, I'm a Roger Federer fan. Sure. But, you know, it was one of those... Things that worked in his favor, the the universe conspired for him to win this
1: Wimbledon. But I mean, you know, he won it. I mean, whether the universe conspired to or not to, uh, Federer just beat everybody that put was put in front of him. I mean, who's to say he didn't play Murray and didn't beat wouldn't have beaten Murray? Who's to say he didn't wouldn't have played Nadal and beaten Nadal? You know, I he was just, he was I he, was, just, he, was, he was, was completely untroubled through the uh, through the tournament. Um, I had said at the start of the tournament also that the courts. Uh, seemed to be lower um, And Which suited his game actually And I think that did that, that suited Federer's game And, and you, know, uh, you know He he was just he was just Far better than anybody else Which is why he won He
0: was I think And you know I think I think this victory Rahul was Was even you know more special Because let's face it I mean he's 35 years old And that's ancient in tennis
1: I, And I think that You know you, you have to look At the fact that He is 35 and, you know, he hadn't won Wimbledon since 2012, 2012. so it had been five years. And, you know, the grass courts are the fastest courts, which I suppose suits and doesn't suit the fact that he's 35. But, you know, the gulf between him, and it was something he came out and talked subsequently about, the gulf between him and, you know, the younger players, I mean, it's just vast, it's massive. And he came out and he said that, you know, the younger players have to really come out and attack. You know, and you saw it in the final. Here was Chilich, all six foot six of him. him. Big serve, big backhand. But he just went to glue. I mean, he went to absolute jelly um, on that court. And, you know, I think that, that Federer's point was, you know, that these young guys, they may have talent, but unless they step up and take take these things, they're, they're always... I mean, Fed, who's to say Federer doesn't come back next year and win? Yeah, I mean, and, and one more thing, Rahul,
0: you know, the, 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 the victory again, you know, reiterates your point and, you know, my point that we have kept discussing. The gulf between the top four and the rest. I mean, Murray, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and the rest just seem to fall apart. There is there is nobody out there.
1: No, there isn't. And, and dis, this despite the fact that, you know, the, the, that those top four are now... Towards the end of their careers, I mean, you know, we absolutely absolutely—they're all touching 30. They're all 30 plus. They're all t- either touching 30 or into their 30s. I mean, in Federer's case, he's—he's—he's he's he's, he's halfway into his 30. But you know, the point is, is that you know, how much can you have of this um, where you know these these guys—they make it so far, but you know, they don't seem to have that extra level uh, that is required to win the Grand Slams. They, they just don't seem to have it. Um, and uh, you know, it looked like a cruise, and unfortunately, the the final was wasn't a great spectacle because Chilich went to pieces. But you can't blame Federer for that; that's not his fault.
0: No, absolutely, Raul. And the same was true in the women's game. You know, it yeah. was just all over the place, and there is nobody out there who seems to be taking on the mantle of being. The definitive number one
1: and two, the definitive number one, two, three. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to to talk about uh, Muguruza yet, but I, and the signs for her are good. Um, you know, she won the French last year and then had a terrible year uh, after that, and you know, she's fought her way back and she's won Wimbledon, which you would think wouldn't be her greatest surface, but she's won it. Um, And now we have to see what happens from now. I mean, her real challenge is now: can she kick on, and can she dominate? Yeah,
0: because
1: the same thing happened to the Kerber. You know, Kerber also won, and Kerber also. But I think I mean, you know, Kerber. And I said this before: Kerber is a counter puncher. She requires the fact that she can tire her opponents out. Muguruza's got a game, she's got a power game. She's got a
0: powerful game, game. correct.
1: And, you know, if her confidence stays and if she can make the switch from grass to hard courts and she can continue to be dominant, and, you know, that's the key, dominant on the court. you know, I, I've got my fingers crossed. I, I'm hoping that she can win the US as well and you will have then finally an end to this debate about who is next. Who's the
0: next one? Um, absolutely
1: in the women's game. Um, because, you know, the women's game desperately needs draw a draw. They need a draw. They need a draw, absolutely.
0: And and, and for the US open my money would still be on Roger Fedro because the rest of them you know, if they're unable to recover in time, and maybe Murray and the Djokovic will not be able to recover in time, but Nadal is going to be pretty strong at the US Open.
1: And, yeah, and Nadal, Nadal was livid with himself uh, for losing to Muller. Um, he was really livid with himself. He was really angry. But that was
0: a great really match. I mean, really Muller really played well.
1: I think he saw uh, that this was an opportunity to get to the final with Roger. I mean, you know, and I... You know, I, I, I posted a, 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 a meme yesterday where, you know, federa and Nadal are, are laughing, you know, that they'd win two Grand Slams each in New York. But I mean why would you rule it out? You know, why would you rule out the fact that either Federer or Nadal doesn't win in 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 New York and, and, and you know, mop up all the Grand Slam titles? I mean, it is really ridiculous.
0: My money would be on Roger or Nadal because I don't see Murray or Djokovic recovering in time. Fast because... enough.
1: No, and there's a very short turnaround. I mean, end of August is when New York starts. When so, New York
0: so... starts. So there is no turnaround time and yep. Roger and, and, and Nadal are in sublime
1: form. John, I, I mean, Roger's probably now just going to take... Uh, two weeks off um, and then sort of get himself ready for, for the hard court season um, because, you know, that's work for him. He took the clay court season off, came back, won Wimbledon. Um, so why wouldn't you?
0: So you would still stick your neck out and say Sampras the best on grass?
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't move from that. Sorry, wouldn't move from it.
0: Well, that's OK. You, we are all, we're all entitled to our opinions. I
1: mean... Absolutely, we are. But I, I mean, I will. I'm not suggesting that Roger Federer is not the greatest tennis player of all time. He is the greatest tennis player of all time. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and I posted that I thought um, Roger was the best on all surfaces. For me, Pete is the best on grass, and Nadal is the best I've seen on clay. So that's where I am on That's interview.
0: where you are. I mean, I would, I would kind of agree with on everything, except the fact that I think Roger and Pete Sampras would be neck-to-neck if not Federer ahead on grass, but... We can keep debating and we can keep discussing. And that's the fun about Just Sports. We have our opinions to uh, to, to, to lots of things. And uh, one thing is for sure, Roger Federer, hats off to Roger Federer for doing what he did. And yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And what a great human being, you know, Rahul, that's the best just, part.
1: Just the, the embodiment of a wonderfully I mean, professional sports person. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what is not professional about sports is Indian cricket. Oh, what a mess. What an absolute mess
0: it's a it's it's more than a mess rahul i mean it's just going from back to us it's it's become the we've become the laughing stock of the world
1: you know here's my thing on this i mean it is uh, it is mind boggling to me that um names for the batting coach and the bowling coach, such celebrated names Drabin and zahir Khan are put out and because what it seems to me is the captain doesn't like that idea and so the coach doesn't like that idea and so he wants to get his own guy in. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's just
0: ridiculous. It's becoming a farce, you know. The, the, the biggest problem is that we don't know media management. We don't know how to handle stuff. We have no clue on on what professionalism is all about. We are just running it the way we always ran it. It's. I mean, nothing seems to have changed. We are fighting within the Lodha committee. One guy says something, the other guy says something else. Who's running the show right now at BCCI? Rahul is anyone's guess.
1: Well, I'll tell you who's running the show. It's very simple. Virat Kohli is running the show. That's obvious. I mean, from what everybody says. I mean, you've got Ravi Shastri. What possible pride can Ravi Shastri have when he stands up as a coach and says, I've got nothing to do. The most important person is the captain and the coach is really nothing. Um, Sonny Gavaskar is on record as saying the coach has got nothing to do. Well, what are you doing? He's asking for eight crores a year. What are you paying him eight crores a year for if he's got nothing to do? I don't understand. The bottom line is if Birat Kohli just wants a guy that he can joke around with and mess around with... well then and who he, can just look you know, up
0: to paperwork and just, just play a few... Just do that. Yeah, but you're absolutely right, Rahul. You're absolutely right on that. that. You know, either we have a coach who has something to do and has something to say...
1: Or just scrap it. Oh, tell... My point is, where is the accountability here? I mean, yeah, all right, India are playing very well and there's no argument there. But let's say they go to Sri Lanka and Sri Lanka are at a really low ebb. But let's say they go to Sri Lanka and lose. Whose fault is it? Who is accountable for that? You don't know. I mean, you've got a coach that says... And he'll be the one that gets sacked, by the way, not the captain. But, you know, you've got a coach that says it's got nothing to do with me. Well, then, surely then... All the onus lies on the captain. I mean, it just—it is farcical beyond belief. It, it is brainless to an extent that I cannot tell you. Uh, the BCCI has got no self-respect, and you know, they—they're just—they're just saying we don't know how to run cricket, and so we're just going to give it everything up and allow the captain to do everything that he wants.
0: It's—it's it's just become—it's just become farcical, but. You know, the problem is that nothing will change. You and I talking about it here, we can we can keep talking about it on Twitter, people can write articles, Ramachandran Guha can go to town about it, but the problem is nothing is going to change.
1: Nothing is going to change. Yet today in the morning there was an article, I can't remember, it was Midday or a Mumbai Mirror, about the fact that the BCCI called a press conference um, on like 15 minutes notice where they assembled six people to talk to the media about this whole... Uh, batting coach, bowling coach fiasco. They spoke to the media for five minutes and then closed the press conference. Is this how to deal with the media? I mean, is this how you you get your... I mean, surely, uh, you know, there has to be some res- more respect to the fans of this country, the media of this country, than, than, than things like that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just... Not- the, part
0: is, Rahul, the fans are gonna lap it up. You know, they'll go win in Sri Lanka. Everybody will be happy. They'll be all, it'll all, all be forgiven is just a farce and unfortunately that's the truth
1: beyond farcical
0: you know it's beyond farcical and, and and it's not going to change so yep we are going to be left with a bunch of jokers with a bunch of you know uh, unprofessional people who want to run cricket but that's the way it is and and, and moving on from there I mean England England just had like a a, a lesson in, in cricket from South Africa I mean after the first test it didn't seem like that but South Africa came back very very strong
1: and we side I mean, I'd argue that they were playing a weak side. I mean, they, they, didn't, were, have they didn't have robada. They um, didn't but they bounced back fantastically. And, and England have got to take a long hard look at themselves. They have lost seven out of their last Test matches. Um, there is clearly a problem in English cricket with with uh, with, with Test matches. Clearly, um, that is an issue, and uh, it's clearly something that they're going to have. To and you were and I think you
0: had mess, you had you had mentioned it on Twitter also, Rahul, that you know. They need, they need opening batsmen. Their opening batsmen are not, are not working. Their middle order, except for Joe Root, you know, does not seem to have the balance that it needs. And, and, and that's where the problem lies with, in, uh, with English cricket. I mean... The- it, it, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a big problem and Michael, Michael Vaughan has come out and said that, you know, they, they lack respect for test match cricket. And I, I probably agree with that. Some of the shots that they played were, were ridiculous. But what, what was really surprising to me was that they were so badly out bowled by South Africa. South Africa completely out bowled them. Um, all right, maybe they had the better of the conditions, but they used it far better than any of the English bowlers did. Far better, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's set um, up the
0: series pretty well now, Rahul. I think
1: the third test is going to be interesting because- Pivotal now, because R- Rabat is back. Um, he will now probably back up uh, Philander and Morkel who bowled so well. Chris Morris is coming and bowled very well. Maharaja seems we to be bowling well.
0: The spinner seems to be bowling
1: well. Yeah, they're well. bowling really well. I mean, England have got a real tough, real tough uh, fight here.
0: Yeah, it should be fun to watch. And moving on to our last topic, the transfer window. Rahul, I mean, that seems to be going in a, in a pretty interesting kind of way. I mean. You don't seem too happy
1: about it, but it's two hundred and twenty-two million is going, euros. They're going to pay Neymar. I mean, they're going to pay two hundred and twenty-two million euros. Isn't that the GDP of a country? I mean, really, it is bonkers, absolutely bonkers. The amount of
0: money being talked about for players, Rahul, is is just. I mean. Manchester United would end up spending about 200 million pounds, you know, on, on getting the four players that Mourinho wants. It's mad.
1: And you know, Liverpool are throwing around 70, 80 million pounds for a player, and they're not even getting them. You know, the play the, the 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 thing is here is that I think everybody, all the clubs know that this is a this is a seller's market. You know and they are really holding on to their players
0: let's be clear also about it Raúl. i mean yes i'm a united fan but 75 million for lokaku i mean that's like a shitload of money
1: that's bonkers i'm sorry that's crazy um but you know you you can't deny that if you want to look around for a guy that scores 25 26 goals a season that's what you're gonna have to pay now that's what you're gonna pay for that i mean and that's
0: that's the ridiculous part of it the amount of money being spoken about with players and, you know, with people
1: is just is just stupid. No, but I I think that that's just showing you how much money there is in the game today and what what the price of success is. And the price of admission into the Champions League today means that you need to spend 200 to 250 million pounds in a transfer window. Otherwise, there is no admissions to that Champions League. There's no admissions to that to that elite club. I mean, you know, Everton are the big spenders this summer. Um, they've bought five or six players. They've spent crap loads of money on on uh, on players. they spent £30 million on, on a goalkeeper from Sunderland. Um, but that's what the price is these days. I mean, wh- wh- how can you argue with it, you know?
0: You can't argue with it, Raoul, because of the amount of money that TV rights and Champions League rights and all go for, you need these big boys and you need to sell T-shirts. I mean, football has become all about endorsements, all about merchandising, all about the rest of the stuff other than football. And, you know, that's the reason probably Zlatan wants to come back to United and does not want to go to the US.
1: No, obviously. I mean, you know, for Zlatan, one more year, and Mourinho has indicated that he may may yet grant him a contract. I mean, one more year? um, Why not? On the wages that he's on. I mean, even if he plays 15 games a season, on the wages that he's on, why not? I mean, I think there's so much incentive now for players... Um, to stick and not necessarily twist on clubs. Um, And there's so much incentive on these smaller clubs to sell up and on that money buy five or six players that could save their season. Um, I I don't see it calming down until we get into August. I think that's when... No, it's going to be crazy. I think
0: now it's going to get Uh, crazier because... You know, everybody will want to ramp up the deals now. Everybody will want to get the players. And it's, I think the one club that's, that needs to really spruce up their spending is Chelsea because they don't have a striker. But they're
1: Premier League champions and they can't get their hands on a player. I mean, it's it's crazy. That's crazy. the funny
0: part of it, you know I mean? It's they're crazy. Premier League champions. They've got everybody, they've got everything. They can't get a striker.
1: They can't get a player. They can't get a player because again, I think the managers have, you've got these powerful managers now. Right, And they're very, very committed to what are the players that they want. They don't want just any players. They want these players. Absolutely. And I think that the whole of Europe has wisened up to that fact. And they know, yeah, he wants that player. So I'm just going to stick an extra 25% on it and let's see if they bite. Yep, yeah,
0: so that's it's, it's going to be fun. A lot of money being spent around, lots of things happening. So we're going to keep a lookout on that. And that's it from this time's Just Sports. Apologies for last time. I was on a holiday, so... You know, I couldn't get to an internet connection, and so we couldn't record.
1: How dare you choose you 2 over us, summer?
0: Yes, she I chose you 2 over Just Sports, Rahul. I completely apologize for that. But thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Rahul. Once again, lovely talking to you. And uh, this is all that we have for Just Sports. We'll be back next week regularly talking about sports and talking about everything else that goes with sports. So keep listening and... Uh,